calling this Parenting Discipleship Thriving or Surviving. And um, we are back with our panel, our very um, experienced panel. And um, my name's Beth Ann. Again, I'm the Children's Ministry Director at New Life Church. And I've got Todd Hill with me. He's currently our youth director. And um, he's going to take it, take it from here, and he's going to introduce our panel to us. Yeah, so I'm excited to continue our conversation that uh, we began in our first uh, conversation with this panel about uh, parenting as co-centers. And uh, again, I'll introduce our panel. Uh, John and Tracy Eide are back with us, uh, Dale and Debbie Leonard as well, and uh, Ward and Debbie Shope. So thanks so much for joining us again. And yesterday, yesterday, our last, our last uh, recording, uh, I felt like we had a really sweet conversation about gospel humility. And I want to kind of transition from there uh, to actually parenting and fear. And I, I'm curious to hear from you all, how might, uh, you know, fear in parenting fuel conflict? Uh, and limit the ability to respond uh, in humility as a co-sinner when you're, when you're parenting? My first thought when I read this question was, I mean, fear is such a present part of parenting, unfortunately. I remember being so fearful because I wanted the best for my kids. I wanted them to be happy. I wanted them to be do well in school. I wanted them to have friends. And so the fear came from thinking that might not happen in some way or to see that that life that I had wanted for them to not pan out the way I had wanted it to. And so that fear took me outside of recognizing God's control and sovereignty and love for my children. I sort of took all that onto myself instead. Um, and then that also removes humility from the equation altogether because I am putting myself in a position that God should be in. Yeah. Fascinating what our hearts do. And I think that uh, fear of how your children are going to turn out uh, drives the conflict that you have with them then because you've got a, or I've got a picture of what I think my, my child should look like uh, as they grow older and I hope that they'll make the choices that I think they should make. And sometimes they don't feel that way. Sometimes they're not wired that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then you find yourself across uh, purposes with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah, and the fear of like control thing makes you feel like, like panicky and desperate. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to control and you've got the way things are going to be and the way that they're supposed to act and the things that you're supposed to do, the high expectations mm -hmm. just brings anxiety and brings like a, a panicky thing. And it's like, you know, they say that when you are angry, that there's usually some kind of idol being stepped on. Right. And so usually it's that control thing where if that's being stepped on, the anger comes out and it just, it's not, um, it's not a, a humble, loving kind of relationship you're going to have with your child if you're just trying to control them all the time. And it's just stemming from, from lack of trust in God. And, um, mm -hmm. and it just, it can be damaging. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know because I've seen it myself. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah, and I can relate with it too. So I, I think that that when we're experiencing that panic feeling, that should be a cue to us that something's yeah. not right. That anxiety, that well, there's, anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's two kinds of fear that both lead to this kind of anxiety, isn't it? There's fear that you're not doing the right thing and you, because you're not feeding them the right kind of broccoli that's the right kind of organic, then they're going to die. And <laughs> then the second kind of fear is that everybody else is feeding them the right kind of broccoli that's the right kind of organic and I'm not. And you know, that, that, that fear of others and fear of your kids' own future, right? Fear of being judged. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Both of them lead to you doing unhealthy things, I think, mm. different ways, but, I guess. Yeah, what I found for me in this, uh, what it turned into was kind of a fear of letting my kids fail. Mm. I didn't want them to fail. I didn't want them to hurt. I didn't want anything to happen um, for both of those reasons, Um, you know, because I didn't want other people to think that they were failing and um, because I didn't want, I didn't want them to hurt. I didn't want them to do that. But what that led to, excuse me, as I look back is, is a lot of control and saying, you have to do it this way. This is the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is no humility in that. You're right. Mm-hmm. right. And I think when yeah. you look at those, those situations of when they do fail and when they do hurt, obviously are, are times when we can teach them how to apply the gospel in their lives and their opportunities, like Paul Tripp says, age of opportunity. But <laughs> it's, it's you know we can teach them how to practice dealing with their sin how to practice dealing with hurt and pain and hard things or we could try to protect them from it all and then they don't know how to deal with it when they get older exactly so are we saying here that helicopter parenting parenting is a display of lack of faith is that what we're saying? Oh, wow. Or is that a little bit, or is that a little bit too edgy for a new life podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Way to call me out, John. <laughs> uh, we didn't no. even know what helicopters were when we were parenting. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, like someone said, back before parenting was a verb, right? You just were one. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But I, well, I feel I'll, like... I'll qualify my statement. Can be. Can be. Helicopter sure. parenting can be. No, I think, I think. A lack of faith. I think parents are getting a lot of opportunities for helicopter parenting right now because we are just all we are all together (laughs) quarantined together right yeah Yeah. Yeah. lots of things to worry about it's elevator parenting is what it is (laughs) (laughs) let me jump in with another question here if that's all right um what are your thoughts on the idea that a parent should be the chief repenter in the family what are some of the challenges of repenting to your children? Uh, I think it's a great idea. Says the guy who doesn't have any kids at home. You notice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, there there's something about uh, some being the first one to repent teaches your kids, uh, in a sense, that they also things that they also need to learn about. Mm-hmm. Uh, repenting before the Lord. So you hope that uh, by repenting to them genuinely when you need to repent is mm-hmm. part of what is teaching them to repent before the Lord. But it's also at, at admitting again that you don't get things right and mm-hmm. uh, they need to know that you're human and they need to know that you struggle with the same things that they struggle with. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for our kids to see us 
in the, a position of repentance, it sort of teaches them what it looks like. Like, how is the gospel lived out? Well, part of the gospel living out is, is us being willing to repent. And if we don't show them how that's done and what that looks like on a practical basis, who else will show them what that looks like every day? Mm. I feel like it's one of the greatest gifts we can give them um, is to show them how Christ enters in and how he forgives us and how he loves us and, and imitate that for our children. Yeah, I think, um, and this kind of goes back to probably the last podcast when John was talking about being a peer. Right. Um, well, I think it shows them that we are also under an authority. They're under our authority as children, but we're also under authority. We're not like just the top of the line there. Um, it doesn't stop with us. We have to submit as well. And when we do that wrongly, then we need to repent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as Debbie was saying, I think the repentance is not only repenting to them for things that you've done to them, but they also need to see you repenting to the Lord as well, because they need to learn to do that for themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's important to show our neediness and that, that we're not perfect and, and that we're weak and, and see have them see us asking for help and asking for strength and asking for um, grace and mercy and thanking and praising God for that. And so who said uh, we fear others because we don't fear God. So having those things in the right order um, will, uh, yeah, I think display this humility to our kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I, um, I really appreciate how these this question goes along with what we talked about in the other podcast about that gospel of humility because you know you really you can't live um, out that repentance to your children without also living out gospel humility right. so mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this one a couple times there's a lot of what you guys just said that's just really uh, very helpful and um, mm -hmm. yeah in ways convicting and also just important to hear and up, yeah apply um good. yeah so um i think that's a good place for us to wrap up for today and what's um hopefully you can join us we have a couple more questions for this panel so yep. thanks guys thank you